KTOY Sunday Show is brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry, here to help life go right. The Sunday Show is a weekly forum to discuss issues affecting our community. Now here's your host, LaMoya Burks and Mark White. Good morning to you all and welcome. This is the Sunday Show with me, LaMoya Burks and Mark White in studio. It is Sunday, November 21st, 2021. We've already begun to dive into the Thanksgiving holidays. Welcome again to this edition of the Sunday Show. Good morning, everyone. KTO Radio 104.7 produces the Sunday show. We bring to you live each Sunday morning from 9 until 10. Our phone lines are always open and welcome for your questions and comments at 903-794-1047. The opinions expressed on the Sunday show are, are the hosts only and aren't representative of KTOY or the Texarkana Radio Center. All right. Well. We're here again on another Sunday. Uh, We hope that you all are transitioning, whether it is to get your cup of joe or on your way to Sunday school or out for a Sunday ride. When we come back, we will talk all things health. And you know that's important, Mark, right? Absolutely. Because we're getting ready to dive into these Thanksgiving feasts. And uh, when we come back, we have a special guest. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back with more of the Sunday show with Lemoya Burks and Mark White. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOY. I'd like to ask you a question. Are you paying way too much for your car insurance? Sure, the rate you pay on insurance isn't everything, but State Farm has surprisingly great rates along with first-class customer service you deserve and will receive from our office. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. It's the 12 days of Christmas in downtown Texarkana. With live camels leading the parade of over 100 lighted entries through two states of historic downtown Texarkana. Marching bands, dance teams, floats, and of course, Santa Claus. All create a wonderful family spirit for the holidays. It's the 37th annual Main Street Christmas Parade in downtown Texarkana. Monday, December 6th. Everyone is invited, so bring the whole family. The parade begins at Make plans to attend now. Remember, it's all happening Monday, December 6th, the 37th annual Main Street Christmas Parade. Sponsored by the Patterson Troike Foundation, Farmers Bank and Trust, Tramel Piazza Law Firm, Raising Canes, the Texarkana Gazette, Nick Williams CPA, and Commercial National Bank. This ad paid with state and regional funds. For more information, visit MainStreetTexarkana.org. This is Ice T, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Matty Ice. I convinced NFL teams to turn to cold water washing with Tide. The NFL, your uniforms get dirty. Tide can handle it, even in cold. Plus, if fans join in, they can save up to $150 on their... Like you just made the team, rookie. Turn to cold with Tide. And that's the bottom line. It's got to be Tide. Energy savings based on average switching from hot to cold and non-HE machines. When Sandra doesn't talk to a mattress firm sleep expert, junk sleep presses the wrong buttons in her brain. And Sandra presses the wrong buttons in the elevator. You've got me. Leading to a dreadful journey for her and the accountants now headed up to floor 42. Seven, eight, nine. While Sandra avoids eye contact, let's reflect on how a better mattress would have led to real sleep. 
If you need real sleep, head to Mattress Firm and unjunk your sleep today. Hey mom, you and dad are always looking for bargains and clothing, right? Yeah. Why? What do you have in mind? Well, my friends were talking about Plato's Closet and how less expensive their clothing is. I see Taylor wearing some. She always has cute bell bottoms and flannels. She also says they have Lululemon, Gymshark, Nike, and Adidas, and great jackets from North Face, Columbia, Patagonia. Black Friday is next week. Can we make a trip to the store? I bet they've got all sorts of special pricing. Plato's Closet, 2315 Richmond Road. Find them on Facebook and Instagram today. Texarkana's newest and best steakhouse by far is Redwoods Grill and Bar. The entire menu deserves a gold star. They'll come from near and far just to give this 16-ounce ribeye their best try. Filet, T-bone, and ribs so juicy and tender, you're not going to know what to try. You'll love the Redwood Shore, smothered trout, salmon, and fried fish. From Redwoods Coop, chicken on the half, smoked chicken halves, king-size wings and strips, burgers, and salads. Redwoods Grill and Bar, Arkansas Boulevard, Texarkana. Win $5,000 cash this Christmas from Jammin' 104.7 KTOY. Just scan the QR code to register at Clear Sound Audio Video or Redwood Bar and Grill. Then listen for your name around 735, 835, 135, and 435 to qualify. Or instantly qualify at live broadcast for a chance to select one of Santa's sacks on December 18th that contains $5,000 in Christmas cash. Head to 1047KTOY.com for all the details. Now back to the Sunday show with and we're back if you're just joining us you're just in time as we dive into our first segment we have with us dr baptiste good morning morning how are you good thank you good and we know that we are some of us anyway are beginning to dive into uh what we love to get recharged and and you know stretch and do whatever it is that we need to do for our thanksgiving feast we do want to make sure that we continue to keep you abreast of all things civic health and beyond and so at this time we would like for dr baptiste uh for those that may not know who he is to introduce himself uh, morning. I'm Reginald Batiste. I'm a cardiothoracic surgeon. I've been for approximately two years full time. Okay. Uh, working primarily at Christus St. Michael's Hospital with the, with the Christus Trinity Clinic. I've been in practice for 24 years in private practice. The last 15 years prior to coming here to Texarkana was in Austin, Texas. I was in private practice in Austin. Okay. I also worked, uh, had an appointment with the medical school, Dell Medical School, for five years and was a associate dean at UT Austin for, for uh, ten years before that. Wow! Uh, but that's <laughs> I've been. I'm a native Texan. I grew up in Houston. Okay. Born in Beaumont, Texas. All right. So southeast Texas, not northeast Texas. So what is your your specialty uh, in the health field? So cardiothoracic surgery is a subspecialty of general surgery. It's uh, Usually two to four years after you finish general surgery residency, which is five to seven years after medical school, you further specialize into surgery of the chest. So that involves heart surgery, lung surgery, surgery of the esophagus, that tube that connects your mouth to your stomach, the the chest wall, your ribs. People have rib tumors, rib fractures, uh, transplants, heart and lung transplants, uh, all those things. 
Well, well it's certainly good to have you in the area and um, for people to introduce you. So tell us a little bit of your background. Uh, where did you go to school, uh, undergrad? So I went to University of Texas at Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're hurting right now on the football field. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. We're hurting. Yeah. That's okay. And then I went to Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, mm-hmm. Texas, and uh, completed medical school. And then I trained. Most of my training was in San Antonio Health Science Center in San Antonio. For seven years after that. Okay, so you're definitely a native Texan. Uh, UT, you know, UT, and then uh, went into Baylor Med. Uh, so we definitely have a, a hometown favorite here. Um, and it's certainly a, a good opportunity for us to have someone like Dr. Baptiste in the studio today. So we'd definitely like to hear from you guys if you uh, you want to give us a call. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, tell us uh, about the uh, you know, some of the things that you do that you have encountered while you've been doing your thoracic surgery here at uh, St. Michael's. Sure. So what when I was asked to uh, remain a part of Christmas St. Michael's for, for about three years prior to coming here. And actually, this month is my second year anniversary, November. I came here in November 2020. Happy anniversary. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, 20, well, 2019. So... I was in Austin for 15 years. My uh, last child, I have four daughters. My last daughter was going to be a senior. Uh, and I decided, my wife and I decided that it was an opportunity in, in Texarkana. I had been I had been here actually for three years coming to cover a surgeon here at the time. And one surgeon can't provide enough care for a city, Absolutely. for a community this size. Mm-hmm. And you can't be on call every day, right. 365 right. days right. a year. So yeah. what generally happens under those circumstances is a hospital or a community will uh, find surgeons that can cover for that particular surgeon on a periodic basis a week in here a week in there a week there so about four surgeons would cover for this gentleman here in town and after three years i grown to like the town like the community uh i really liked what uh, the hospital offered and i've i've felt a big opportunity to make an impact in this community in regards to um trying to expand what we are able to offer at Christmas St. Michael's Hospital. And uh, we've been able to do that pretty rapidly in the last two years with the with the help of, I do a lot of robotic lung surgery mm-hmm. for lung cancer. That's one of the reasons why I came to Texarkana in Northeast Texas is there's a very high density of, of tobacco abuse smoking mm-hmm. right. and uh, as a result there's a lot of lung cancer in this in this area wait so you said robotic surgery for that type of cancer correct right correct so uh, audience you know when we think robotics we're thinking children so we're talking here a tie to career can you give us just a little background on what you mean by robotic so uh, the da Vinci robot which is the primary device used in uh, around the globe for surgeons to aid surgeons in surgery. Basically, it, it the thought actually came out of the military using advanced uh, software and advanced systems to enable, say, for instance, a surgeon, a surgeon that's not in the front lines to help operate on a, on a soldier that gets injured on the front lines. So we're able to use a computer to connect the surgeon with an actual robot device. There's four arms 
that are part of the robot and those arms are connected to to these little tossels that we put our fingers in Mm. just like on a video game and we're able to control the arms of this robot that's actually inside of a patient and we can see that on a screen sitting 10 feet away at a view box and we can control that particular arms of that device and it's particularly effective because you can we have uh, excellent visualization we have uh, high definition 3d visualization that we don't have on traditional laparoscopic surgery using using uh, optics and special devices wow. uh, so we're able to get our hands in small areas that we normally wouldn't be able to get the wow. human hand and the rope articulates the wrist can articulate in in angles that the human hand can't the only drawback is you don't have what we call tactile sensation we can't feel um, tissues uh, the texture uh, how how tight we're holding something we can't feel that yet we don't have the technology to perceive that in our module but that's coming that's 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 two point line, that's huh? down the line yeah and uh, we're able to do some fantastic things and get people out of the hospital quicker so i've done probably about 70 cases at Texarkana using a robot. So is there is there more than one robot at the hospital? There are. There are four. Ooh. No, there are three robots, and we're hoping okay. to get a fourth robot. Okay. So, so we're, okay. We're, we're, we are at the cutting edge of uh, a lot of robotic procedures. And, and I would say I was in Austin for 15 years, mm-hmm. and there were only three of us in Austin using a robot. And... Uh, Dallas there's probably about probably about six thoracic surgeons in Dallas that mm-hmm. are probably using them mm-hmm. on a, but only about three or four on a regular basis so there's there's different levels of participation of surgeons around the country most surgeons don't use it okay I'll just give you that so about 60 to 75 percent of surgeons around the country that are thor- cardiothoracic surgeons don't use it for lung surgery in addition to lung surgery robotics, we are, we, we just started a um, TAVR program, which is placing a aortic valve inside the heart without opening the chest, going through the groin, and uh, that's that was uh, a huge milestone for the hospital as well. Mm-hmm. And we have achieved our third patient. Our, our third patient went home in three days. Uh, the other two patients went home in two days. Typically, I I. Um, saw open the chest and spread the chest apart and we put people on the heart lung machine so it's typically a four to five hour operation you typically go home in a week to to ten days with the TAVR um you go home in two or three days and you don't oh, open okay. the chest and people yeah. are, people, are, people are up walking around. They're able to resume normal activity in two or three days. So it's minimally okay. invasive. It's, minimally, it's the most minimally invasive offered around the world. Okay. And we're offering that. We're doing that here. And it's pretty and amazing. And he says it's so casual. So I was like, oh, right. oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, for this area, you mentioned for that last uh, surgery type, you've had about three patients. We've had three patients. So on average, because these are minimally invasive, they're technology invasive. Um, surgeries. Are you seeing more patients that are routed here from other areas, or are these local recipients? These, these are local people okay. that would traditionally, before offering this procedure, would go to Little Rock, 
right. or, Dallas. or Dallas. Okay. I'm not sure why people go to Little Rock. I can understand Dallas. Hey. <laughs> I'm not trying well, to I'm not trying to dish on Little Rock, right. but yeah. the level of care we provide right. here is 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 uh, at the level or better than than a lot of places. Uh, there are there are certainly uh, procedures, and there's certainly. Um, uh, types of care that we cannot provide here and we do refer those patients to Dallas uh, where there's tertiary centers and we shouldn't be providing that type of care but I would say 90% to 95% of of care we can provide here I think historically though we've been in an area because we are a part of the four states that historically because of where we sit and what we had as far as access um, some of those surgeries such as those we we did look to Little Rock Dallas Shreveport when you think yes, Mark absolutely. Um, that was just a staple for us for so long I, I think that we all could agree here in the studio that education the more you know as we're doing here this morning is discussing and communicating hey we've got Dr. Baptiste and the team here they've got robots and beyond um, and so you don't have to travel Right. You know, you've got it right here, right now. I'd like to ask a question. Um, among minority populations, are you seeing a higher incident uh, output among those populations more than others? Or is it is hard to tell? Is it are you seeing the surgeries being received? Uh, is it what did you say? Male, female of color? Sure. So that's that's a that's a big question, loaded question. Uh, <laughs> in general, uh, black patients, brown patients, and women to a certain extent often have much poorer outcomes in regards to health care. The health disparities are, are pretty rampant in the in the black community and the brown community, and and for that matter, the rural community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, rural patients oftentimes get um, at the they're at the back of the line, so to speak, in in outcomes as far as how they how they do after a heart attack, how they do after a stroke, how they are uh, found to have advanced lung cancer. When they should, lung cancer should be, has to be diagnosed early to be curable. So those particular populations, which are near and dear to me, black, brown people, rural community patients, those are patients that have uh, been uh, forgotten or have been uh, overlooked Mm -hmm. too long. And and some of that is due to access, they don't, and education. The word doesn't get out to these communities as rapidly and as comprehensively as they do in in larger communities, and uh, that's part of my mission, uh, and that's that's part of the reason why I'm here because there's a great need. Right. And we thank you. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted you in, because you have an opportunity to let somebody know that we have that type of talent right here in the community. And then uh, naturally, you know, we have to go there's steps in order to be able to get to the final point where you do with you actually performing that. But still, we got it here. Right. And that gives us the, the community an opportunity to be able to reduce some of those risks that you were talking about, especially out in the rural right. areas. Right. People uh, certainly people do not want to see me. You don't right. want to see me. Right. And when I operate on patients and they 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 they're discharged from the hospital. 
it's it's very common for someone to say, I appreciate what you did, but I don't ever want to see you again. And I understand that. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Right. I don't want to see somebody like me either. Right. And for every patient that I operate on for lung cancer, and it is generally to cure, mm-hmm. the, the, the number one way of treating, number one, number one way of curing lung cancer is to surgically remove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have other modalities such as radiation and chemo mm-hmm. that are that are very helpful and and in some regards they are the primary treatment meaning mm-hmm. that that's what we totally treat the patient with is radiation and chemo because they're too advanced to have surgery uh, but what we try to do right now and this is a very exciting time in November is lung cancer awareness month by the way and uh what the what your uh listeners need to know is number 1 lung cancer screening is a new well it's not new anymore it came out in 2011 the big study across the nation showed that if we can uh look at a group of patients that are at high risk of having lung cancer those that are if you are 55 over 55 less than 80 mm-hmm. your age mm-hmm. and you smoked what we call a 20 pack year history meaning that if you smoke for 20 years one pack a day mm-hmm. and uh, if you're 55 to, to 80 then you should undergo a lung screening test mm-hmm. which is harm which is extremely uh, low dose radiation it's like a, it's a CAT scan mm-hmm. but it's a low dose CAT scan mm-hmm. and um, it takes literally a minute for that scanner to scan you you have a 20% chance 20% reduction in your um your mortality, meaning that we've saved 20% of patients with lung cancer just because we screen them. So that this lung screening test is relatively new. We're, we're, we've been doing it at the hospital. Your primary care doctor can can you order can refer. it for you. Right. Yes, okay. it has to be referred by a doctor. You have to see your doctor in order to get a okay. uh, order to get that test done. Mm-hmm. It takes minutes. It's uh, Medicare pays for it. Uh, you have to also be in a, we have to talk to you about smoking cessation. Mm-hmm. So you have to be on a stop smoking program, which is very simple. But that that exam is more effective than colonoscopy. It's more effective than mammogram in saving lives. So how far out? So let's say if I stopped smoking eight years ago. Right. Am I still? Do you think that there's a possibility that I still can ask for that screening? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's funny that you say that because, uh, and and just what I thought, the CDC does report that smoking, and that's just one indicator of lung cancer, right? Let's yeah, be right. clear about that. Um, has declined from twenty point nine percent, nearly twenty one of every one hundred adults, um, in two thousand five to fourteen percent. That's fourteen in every one hundred adults in twenty nineteen. Uh, the proportion of every smokers who have quit has increased. So we're talking smoking has decreased, but there's still other indicators that contribute to lung cancer, right? Yeah, there there are. There's there's some genetics, and there's the second leading cause is radon gas. Radon gas. Wow. Probably okay. may have heard about it, you know, at some point in your life. But radon is a natural occurring breakdown product of uranium which exists in the environment Mm -hmm. and it's in the ground it's in it's underneath our houses and it is uh odorless 
you can't you know it's obviously colorless mm-hmm. but it is a second leading cause of of lung cancer and you can get radon detection in your house you can there's there's certain uh people who are certified to check radon gas mm-hmm. in the community and in a neighborhood particularly in your house and you can you can have devices to uh alleviate some of that radon gas in your house particularly having ventilation and things like that but radon is that's just here it's it's in our environment so there's you just walking on the planet you you, you're getting, you are yeah. you, you're getting a risk right and uh um that's just the way we live and uh but smoking is is the number one but keep in mind lung cancer is the number one cause of cancer death in the world Mm. you can combine colon breast and prostate together Mm. and they're still cause less deaths than lung cancer okay and lung cancer the, the tough thing about it is it's very difficult to detect until it causes a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like, you know, if you have a uh, melanoma, malignant melanoma, that's a it's rash. You see right. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have sometimes uh, colonoscopy is great because it picks up uh, colon cancer very early in your colon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we hadn't had prior to this low-dose CT scan for lung screening until recently. And it's been a it's it's a it's been a big game changer for uh, us and it's been exciting for us to be able to offer that to the community. So there's no fear, there's no harm, there's no pricking, none of this yeah. with this. The amount of radiation you get from this test is is equal to about 20 uh, uh, chest X-rays. So it's okay. it's. I would I would I would uh, have no second thoughts of, of getting that myself. It's okay. it's 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 mild. Well, tell me, Doctor Baptiste. You know the fact that you perform these surgeries. Uh, where do you see the prop the probability of success with completing these surgeries? And you're seeing a patient's turnaround. I mean, I, of course, you have 24 years experience, so you can <laughs> dive into it a little bit. But I'm just saying because of all the new technologies and all the new strategies and yeah. all, especially this new procedure that you just said that you did where do you think you're seeing the success rate of them being able to be cured or um, at least yeah. reduce the amount of uh, you know right. probability right so the new valve that we're placing we're placing minimally invasive the TAVR mm-hmm. uh, T-A-V-R which is um, uh, it's a way of delivering this valve through the artery in the groin or you can go into the neck, but we go into the groin, the artery in our groin, just like when you get a heart cath. Mm-hmm. And we basically guide this valve into a catheter all the way up to the heart, and we're able to see it on a x-ray machine. And we uh, activate it, and it, it sits in the same position as your native, your the valve you were born with. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is no... This, this valve has a shelf life like a lot of things we're able to manufacture it doesn't last forever but for the most part uh, I think it's gonna I think this procedure is gonna take over what I've done traditionally mm-hmm. opening the chest mm-hmm. replacing the valve it's already taken over probably about 60% of what I do mm-hmm. open Okay. And in Europe, which they have much uh, more relaxed regulations for 
medicines and surgery. They've been doing this on low-risk people. Traditionally, we've only done it on high-risk people. They've been doing it on low-risk people throughout Europe for years. And now the guidelines in America, we've had enough experience where we're seeing that this is effective even for low-risk people. At the beginning, we just offered it for high-risk people, people that I thought were too risky for surgery. Mm -hmm. We did it. Now... We, we offer it to almost anybody. Cool. So I do think it's going to have a shelf life. So they're, they're, the bugs are not mm. completely out. Right. It's with science and discoveries and It's an Apple phone. You got right. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The next yeah. one's going to be a little bit nicer. But having said that, uh, if I'm 70, 80 years old, I wouldn't hesitate to have this valve placed. So you think that the success rate of definitely having this procedure will definitely increase life? You know? Yeah, the the risk of the procedure are the same or in some instances slightly better than having it done open. Mm-hmm. Okay, But I think the open procedure, the the traditional valves we placed in people, mm-hmm. they're, they're lasting longer because we, we had that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's trade-offs with placing it minimally invasive. Okay. But I think, uh, I mean, I think the, the, since the hospital is able to offer both, you know, we, right. have, we have enough things in our tool kit, our toolbox to, to be able to offer a lot of, op- a lot of uh, things for our patients. Mm, cool. All right. Loaded, loaded information this Absolutely. morning. Lots to grow on. Um, definitely quality care here in Texarkana. We we often talk about economic development and all of those pieces. Pieces we we think of business first, but within that business unit, even if you're thinking that way, uh, quality health care is definitely a piece of us as people before we can perform in our everyday lives. And so we thank you, Dr. Reginald Baptiste uh, of Christus St. Michael Cardiovascular and Thor. Am I pronouncing thoracic. it? Thoracic. thoracic. No. Wow. Thoracic. All right. Surgery right here in town. We do encourage all that if you are you feel that or you know that you are at risk for cardiovascular disease and uh, many of the others mentioned here. Uh, we do know that we have options and a growth area of questions to ask your practitioner. Please, if you can, um, follow health guidelines and get yourself taken care of. Dr. Baptiste, we thank you for choosing Texarkana uh, for being your place to use your talent and skills and we definitely thank you for coming in this morning to better educate our community Um, there's a win-win there there's a win for you as an individual and there's a win for us as a community as we go forward together sure thank you gotta keep the community healthy oh yeah and I want to come see these robots so we'll be in contact like (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a lot there yeah there's a lot going on there they have four of them so you know they got it going on over there right right All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And as we're talking about health, we're going to jog into a turkey trot. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of the Sunday show with Lemoya Burks and Mark White. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOY. I'd like to ask you a question. Are you paying for your car insurance? Sure, the rates you pay on insurance isn't everything, but State Farm has surprisingly great rates along with first-class customer service you deserve and will receive from our office. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. 
I am not one like to sit down, stay at home. And when COVID came, you're at home, no more grocery stores, no more shopping. I just was like about to lose my mind. What can we do to get back to normal? I have to do what's best for me, my family, and take the vaccine. I saw how it was helping people. What do you have to lose by not taking the vaccine? Possibly your life. Take a shot at staying healthy and get the vaccine. Brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 20 25 cents a gallon, cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code PLUS for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code PLUS for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code PLUS.